Welcome to the Stewardship Project. I'm Sean Salitro. I'm Andrew Mitchell. If you've ever been challenged with the idea that stewardship goes beyond finances and time, then you're in the right place. And we will be your guides. Welcome to the Stewardship Project. Today we are starting a four thoughts conversation in the topic of stewarding the environment, which can be a pretty broad topic. Um, and as we move forward with discussing this, Andrew and I were throwing ideas back and forth about who to have on as we speak about this. And as we engage the topic ourselves, a lot of different names came to mind. There's so many people speaking to this in the field. There's a lot of different areas, whether you want to speak about stewarding plant life, wildlife, or do you want to talk about climate change or how we are to steward our carbon footprint, all that kind of stuff. There's so many different avenues to speak about. So it we imagine this is going to be a conversation that goes way beyond just this season. And then we engage in with a different, a lot of different places. It might involve multiple guests, might be one guest that we bring back. But this time around, um, we tapped into a, a pretty unique guest, I would say, that m- a lot of people probably have maybe heard the name, but it really gave us an interesting perspective on how to consider how we steward the environment and what other factors are involved that we might not have considered before. So on on some episodes, when we're thinking about a particular guest, Andrew and I kind of divide and conquer as far as how to get the, the guest on the episode. And this was a particular unique one that Andrew had an avenue of contacting. So, Andrew, why did we move forward with this particular guest? And I guess, who was he? Right, yeah. We can let the cat out of the bag. (laughs) Um, So, we ended up having Grant Woods on, which you guys will hear next week. And he he spent his career being a wildlife biologist, which is really kind of his um, area of expertise. And so, he spends time looking at building food plots, looking at, you know, wildlife and hunting and managing, uh, particularly white-tailed deer, but he's also looking at other types of animals and things like that as well. But we thought that it brought a very interesting perspective to kind of the, the environmental conversation as a whole. It's not your, um, it seems like culturally, a lot of people fall kind of on one side of this conversation. And we felt like this brought in a very unique kind of opposite side of the spectrum, but also brought some really truly kind of biblical ideas to it as well. As far as, you know, we have the creation mandate in Genesis that, you know, we're, we're meant to take care of everything that we're given and we're supposed to steward those things. And, um, one of the things that we found out from Grant was, you know, how effective organic farming is and how it, you know, a, a significantly smaller amount of land can produce a lot more crops um, in a much more sustainable way. And those are all things, you know, I grew up in a farm town, but I'm not really a farmer, so I don't, I don't really know those things. But those are things that he just brought uh, to the table as far as kind of his expertise and ways to start thinking outside of the typical environmental box where we can start to say you know there's things that even for us people that live in the city or in neighborhoods and things like that that we can be doing um, to really to to help and and really be good stewards of of the things that are going on around us so uh, yeah we were super excited to have grant on 
Uh, personally, I've watched my dad watch Grant's uh, Growing Deer TV for a long time. And so it was really cool to get to sit down and have a conversation with him and just hear his thick Southern accent, but also just hear all the the wisdom that he has and hear a little bit about his, um, I think it's called the, the Buffalo uh, the, the Theory or something like that, um, as far as a way of looking at, you know, how were the Great Plains turned into such great farmland and can we replicate that? And so, yeah, just a ton of value in, in speaking with him about um, his experience with wildlife and food plots, which brings together kind of couple unique areas of expertise yeah i remember when you suggested this guest or brought him up as as an option for the season i was i was a little i wasn't hesitant but i was like (laughs) i have never ever heard of this fella so we we got to look into him some more and i remember reading through his website and seeing that's primarily you know there's primarily a lot of questions throughout the website and videos about about deer about hunting techniques what he uses for hunting and and personally, I I'm not a hunter. Um, I never I never have been, and it's not that I'm anti-hunting. I believe hunting has its place and its purpose, and it provides a lot of good. It's just not something that that I grew up with. Yeah. My my dad would go hunting time to time with you know business friends, and and <laughs> but we never had you know uh, different levels of bows in the house. We never had like a gun case. <laughs> there were not things that were just hunting related in our house. None of us ever walked around wearing camouflage hats or you know different things we didn't have areas that we just went to it's just sometimes like we went once maybe there were friends who had places and you knew you knew people who hunted but otherwise growing up a lot of the the mindset that i've cultivated around stewarding the environment at all had to do more with gardening had to do more with plant life had to do more with caring for animals not hunting them so to speak so engaging in this conversation was an avenue for me that I think was sort of new and I think will be new for a lot of people because how do we talk about studying the environment while at the same time we're talking about how do we care for animals and sometimes that means wildlife management yeah. which is it it isn't always an easy conversation to have in this time unless you grew up with it or unless you truly understand the the nature around it and the purpose of it and how it's valuable and how we've been given that responsibility so to engage in it with Grant was, is really eye-opening, and I think people will find it pretty eye-opening to to know that there there are people talking about the topic that aren't just straight up. I'm looking to kill some animals here. Right. I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking at some deer for sport. There is a there is a purpose behind that cultivation, yeah. you know, and and you know pushing populations to certain areas and trimming them if need be in other areas because other parts of wildlife and um, other plant life and crop life are being torn down and there's not enough food because it's being overpopulated in one area. So I think it is a, it is a difficult conversation initially when you're not so much in that mindset already to have, but we're, we're hoping to open some people's hearts and minds to engaging with it at least. Yeah, definitely. And you're completely right. Like if you, like me, I, I grew up hunting. Um, I mean, I can remember being in a tree stand when I was, I don't know, 10 years old at the you know, probably the oldest end of the range as far as being early at it. But I mean, as, as soon as I could be out there or just spending time with my dad, that was, that was what we did was we did a lot of hunting. And so, yeah, it's, it's almost a completely different perspective to come to the conversation and to think about, you know, what does this mean? What does this look like? And 
yeah, it's, it's much easier to kind of draw some of those conclusions in your mind about, you know, most of the time we're talking about taking care of things. It's not about killing things, but as you were saying, you know, if, if deer are overpopulating an area, they can be tearing up crops. They can be, you know, just decimating, you know, farmland just in general. And so it becomes very important to manage that deer herd. And then the other aspect of that is, you know, if you don't manage a deer herd, you can have deer that are starving to death because there's not enough food to support them. And so again, managing that deer herd and keeping it a healthy population, those are all aspects of, you know, what I would say is being a good steward. And part of the conversation that we had with Grant um, is just around those ideas of, you know, yeah, how, how do we steward these things? And it's not always the straightforward, here's exactly how we do it, but we might have to take some different ways and do more of this management idea um, instead of just maintaining a population or, you know, whatever that might look like. So um, it was it was definitely a good conversation with Grant and we're looking forward to sharing that with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely, it's not a, I mean, as we mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, it's not a one avenue conversation to have. There's so many different things to think about when it, when you're talking about stewarding the environment. and And if we're coming at it with a perspective like we are with, we're viewing it in light of scripture and the, mm-hmm. and the responsibility that we begin to steward the things that are not ours. We can't approach stewarding the environment in, in an ownership aspect, so to speak. It's a, it's, we're managing it for the one who does own it. So, yeah. so there is a, there is a respect that has to be had for it at the same time, but also recognizing if we, if we are approaching it in the mindset of viewing scripture in its proper frame, then we have big, we have been given dominion over the Mm -hmm. the animal kingdom so to speak and plant life and all of these things and so there is a responsibility that has to be had in recognizing the the place that we have in that chain Mm -hmm. it's been a responsibility that's been passed down to us and so how we care for animals how we manage them how we care for plants how we care for the ground how we care for the, the earth as a whole is a responsibility that we have been given specifically you know so there, there does have to be a respect because it's not ours, but at the same time, there's also, it is our responsibility. So it can't be neglected. It can't be right. ignored. So we do have to consider, and, and like you said, so many people, and even we want to approach it with a, just tell us how, just tell right. us the how to. And a, and a lot of those things, you know, there are things that are found in scripture that have to do with the how to parts. Yep. And there are, you know, there is wisdom that's been passed down since the times that Jesus walked the earth that we do have to consider and, and cultivate and continue to maintain. Um, but there's also a lot of individuals out there like Grant who mm-hmm. do have a lot of wisdom to share that we have to admit and humble ourselves and say, I didn't know that. I didn't know I was doing that wrong. <laughs> there are some things that yep. in a conversation with him that even come down to the grass that you grow in your yard and how you maintain that, that there are proper ways to do that. And there are ways to do that wrong yep. that, that involve neglect and irresponsibility or just, you know, just plain you didn't know and admit that you didn't know. Yeah. And again, like you said, I think the coolest aspect that people will find is that there are ways to steward the environment in your own area, even if you do live close to a city. You don't yeah. have to move to a farm, even though I'm sure that be some people would love that. Um, you don't have to have, you know, a huge homestead. Not everybody's going to be able to do that, but there yeah. are things to do. So yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a great conversation to engage in. Yeah. And I think something that's always interesting in these conversations is that we often view them as the extremes. Like, 
you know, when we're talking about environmental stuff, it's, you know, either you're, you know, way on this side where, you know, climate change and all of that, or you're way on the other side where it's, you know, I don't care about the environment. I'm going to, you know, go hunt for sport or I'm going to, you know, do things because it's, you know, efficient and not necessarily because it, you know, really lends to the environment being enhanced over time. But I think there really is some type of middle ground and oftentimes the answer is not in the the extremes, but the answer is somewhere in living in the tension between those ideas where, you know, we can be good stewards, we can take care of the things that are around us um, and and we can do those things well. um, And and it might it might not look like, you know, either of those extremes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, we definitely look forward to engaging in the conversation further afterwards. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoy this episode with Grant Woods as we speak with him next week. And yeah, we'd love to hear any of your feedback in any of our avenues, whether it's through Facebook, uh, dropping us a line via email, or hey, if you know me and Andrew personally, tell us, tell us any of the things that we said were wrong. Thanks for allowing us to be a part of your stewardship journey. Share your journey with us by connecting with us on Facebook or by emailing us at thestewardshippodcast at gmail.com. If this is your first time joining us, we'd love for you to check out our previous conversations. Be sure to tune in next week for another Stewardship Conversation. Stewardship Conversation.